What's up, Rockstar? My name's Heidi, and I'm a wife, mom, nurse practitioner, singer-songwriter, and former front woman of a rock band who loves putting a smile on everyone's face. I want to give you a front row seat to honest and real motivation to help you be the rock star I know you are. You'll also get VIP access to hear from others who are rocking their lives, passions, and careers. So get your ticket ready, sit back, enjoy the show, and get ready to rock. What's up, Rockstar? So today's episode, we are going to get super personal. I am going to throw out some weird medical terms probably, and I may talk about some things that gross people out because guess what? We are going to talk about Sophie's birth story, okay? So I promise there is a lesson to be learned at the end of this, um, but I feel like this is the perfect story to teach um, the lesson or just put out um, the lesson that I learned from my first child birth story. Okay, so fair warning, it will likely be gross. So if you don't want to hear about it, then I suggest tuning out now. <laughs> but I promise it's not going to be that serious. But yeah, so if you know me, you know that I tell a story most of the time in a bunch of different directions. I am going to try to tell this story in a very strategic manner. If you also know me, you know that I uh, I use humor and uh, being funny or trying to be funny as a way to make light of situations or to make situations better. So you'll probably hear some things you're like, wow, Heidi, wow, can't believe you said those things or did those things at that time. But uh, that's just me and that's just how I am. Um, Yeah, so here we go. All right. So if you also know me, (laughs) you know that this is not surprising that I'm warning you of all these things. Um, I typically remember very specific details And they're usually insignificant, but they're significant to me. So I'm going to say some super random things that you're like, wow, why do you remember these things? But I just do. And and it's things that end up being important to me for uh, some reason. Okay, so here we go. So, um, got pregnant. Mm, Let's see. I know for sure I ovulated October 6th of 2019. That is to the date. Exact. I know it. Don't question me. It's true. Okay. So I tested positive um, on my pregnancy test for Sophie the following Tuesday. I believe it was like the 14th or the 15th. All right. So very exciting. Obviously told Joe the next day. I kept it a secret to myself for 24 hours. Um, I went to my OB to confirm that it was true. And then because I had to take uh, Clomid, I had to take medications to get pregnant because I have PCOS. And uh, yeah, I don't ovulate on my own. So I had to take some meds to help out with that. I believe it was my second round that I did. So I was lucky. Some people go through a lot worse, but yeah. So told Joe, then a week and a half later, I made him keep it a secret. We told our families at the same time. And then um, we didn't announce it publicly until New Year's Eve. Because I, as a nurse, 
Um, I saw many, many, many sad situations where unfortunately many babies, um, and many moms, they, they miscarried. And I was deathly afraid of that happening to me given my medical history. So I decided, we decided not to tell people until later. So told people around New Year's, um, I found out mm, at the usual time that they do the gestational diabetes screen that I had gestational diabetes. Mm, not surprising. Um, I'm pretty sure the people at PJs knew me by name with how much I, uh, I went, uh, yeah, especially during COVID, I you know, I, uh, I loved my, my coffee. Um, so yeah, found out I was a diabetic. Um, I had a subchorionic bleed. So, um, we love to fish. And so in December we had gone fishing and I, um, I had a little bleeding happening. We're like, Oh God. So then like, you know, like I said, I was definitely afraid that, you know, I was like, man, like, you know, is this going to work out? Is it going to be okay? And prayed a lot about it. And guess what? Everything was fine. So let's see. Baby shower was in April, end of April. Um, Joe took our pictures. I think it was like May, May 5th or 6th, I want to say. And then the following week I started to have some pain. So timeline, she was born on Monday, May 11th, 2020. All right, let's go to that Tuesday before Tuesday before kind of had some weird pains at night, whatever. No big deal. I'm like, okay, nah, you know, we're getting further along. Wednesday, I go to my OB and uh, have an ultrasound. So I'm 33 weeks and two days on that day. So it is not normal practice to assess for dilation at that point. So that didn't happen. So we had an ultrasound and my mom actually came with me because at that point they were letting um, people come with you, luckily, to uh, appointments. So she does the ultrasound. So I'm like all excited. My mom's going to get to see the baby moving around. And, um, well, you could, we couldn't see her face because she was that far down that she had dropped. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So my doctor said, "Mm, I mean, I don't, you're probably going to go earlier because we were expecting her to be a bigger baby because I was a diabetic. I was diet controlled. My blood sugars were fabulous. I knew what I could and could not eat. I didn't need medicine, but I mean, I was a nine pound. I was nine, seven, nine pounds, seven ounces. Joe was nine pounds, nine ounces. So we were expecting a big kid regardless. Well, she said, look, you might go within the next like two to three weeks. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, you'll last till 37 weeks, but maybe go might might go around the 36 week range. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. So that was Wednesday that night. I started having this unbearable, like side hip pain. I say unbearable. I mean, obviously I bared it for a couple days, um, where I, I could not get in a comfortable position. I could not lay, I could not lay on my back for any not even a minute. So I was constantly flipping like a fish. I say like back and forth to my left and to my right side. Like I would flip back and forth on the couch. So I was still able to watch TV because at the time Outer Banks was a big deal and it had come out and Joe and I, uh, every night, whenever we would get off of work, we would watch Outer Banks. So I would say that afternoon after that appointment, the Wednesday, um, around like three o'clock, I started having the pain in my hips, felt like my hips were like burning, being pulled apart. 
And I'm like, man, this must be Braxton Hicks. Like this must be what everyone talks about that I'm getting prepared for labor. Let me put my feet up. Let me drink some water. And luckily at the time, God bless Dr. Angeron. She was seeing pretty much all of the COVID patients or the potential COVID patients and swabbing them. So that way I wasn't being exposed to them. (laughs) Um, And so I pretty much did everything on telemed. I didn't see many patients physically in the office, but I did a lot of virtual visits. And so I really wasn't uh, walking around that much or doing anything strenuous that I would have um, like thrown myself into labor in any way. So then Thursday comes around, same thing, three o'clock felt it. So on the Thursday night, I'm like, okay, let me see if I can time this. So sure enough, I was able to time it like I don't know, like 10 minutes apart, I want to say. I'm like, okay, well, like this must be real contractions, but man, you know, whatever. It's 10 minutes apart. No big deal. I'm just going to keep going with it. Friday rolls around mm, like eight to seven minutes apart. I'm like, well, (laughs) as a former nursery nurse, I didn't want to be the person that goes to the hospital and not be in labor. I know that sounds horrible, but like not actually be in labor and then just say, okay, here, we're just going to give you some fluids. You go home, you know, whatever. Like, I just didn't want to do that. I'd rather just drink my water at my house, which I was drinking a lot of water to begin with, but whatever. So yeah. So the Friday, like seven minutes apart, Saturday comes around still about seven minutes apart, but I'm telling you in the morning, I was like distracted, I guess, or I was busy doing other things. And I really did not feel the pain like I did come three o'clock in the afternoon into nighttime feeling that going on. So Sunday, May 10th is Mother's Day. We actually went to church at Annunciata in Homa. They had um, the nine o'clock mass outside. It was such a beautiful day. I remember It was just so nice, but I remember it being a pain, me constantly getting up and down out of the lawn chair that I was sitting in, like, oh my God, this is rough. You know, like I was already, I was, I was feeling it probably all day that day, uh, which what I now know is contractions. So after that, we went eat with uh, his parents uh, because it was Mother's Day. So we went have uh, breakfast. We didn't have like brunch. And then after we went to my Nana and Poppy's house in Raceland where my parents were and my brother. And we went eat with them and, uh, you know, ate all the things. So I think I went from eating uh, waffles chocolate chip waffles to then eating like barbecue and all the good things. And I'll never forget, we were walking, I was walking around my Nana's and like, I couldn't stay sitting for long. Like I'd have to get up because it it hurt to sit down. And so my Nana was like, Heidi, you're in labor. And I'm like, Nana, I am not in labor. Like you're absolutely crazy. And so she's like, I'm telling you, you're waddling. Like you're walking like you're in labor. I'm like, "Mm -mm, nope, don't believe you for a single second. So whatever, get home that night. I'm really not that hungry because like she's taken up all the room in my stomach and I ate a decent amount that day. So I'm like, oh, Joe, I want cucumbers and vinegar. And I just like the way he prepares cucumbers with vinegar. So I made him make me a bowl of cucumbers and vinegar. And that is what I had for supper. And that was my last meal before I had a baby. Okay. So watching Outer Banks. We, f- we finished the final episode. I'm like, yay, we're finished. Awesome. Okay. So time to go to bed. Laid down in bed at 9.45 p.m. 
I, um, at the time was getting up every two hours to go to the bathroom because I just had to pee all the time. And she was obviously far down there pushing up on my bladder too. So I keep saying she, but it like it, it's because she is a she like she's Sophie. Okay. But everyone else, I just always, I, we always called it baby. Like, Oh, the baby's doing this. The baby's doing that. All right. There a little sidetrack. Okay. So 9:45, lay down, go to bed still uncomfortable. I'm flipping back and forth. I'm using my big, long pregnancy pillow, like trying to get comfortable, whatever. So get up to pee at 1140 PM. I stand up on the side of the bed and I feel this stuff come out. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And I'm like, oh man, you know, whatever. I'm like, uh, you know, a lot on my way to the bathroom. Da, 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 da. Um, I go to sit down to pee and a huge baseball sized clot, which I later discovered, I think was my mucus plug, mixed in with some blood and not cute stuff, came out. And I was like, oh, oh okay. So I start yelling for Joe, who, if you know him, is allergic to the outside. So he had taken two Benadryl to go to sleep that night because we had been outside all day because it was Mother's Day and we went to church and then we went hang out outside and in Raceland. And yeah, so he was, um, his, his sinuses were not agreeing with him. Took two Benadryl. So I'm yelling out his name. He's, he's not answering. And so I'm like, bro, I can't, I can't make this up. And so I'm like yelling, yelling. And if you know me, I'm loud to begin with. So I really was yelling. And so he comes running in and he's like, what? And I'm assuming he saw the blood that was trailing in the bathroom to, to the toilet where I was sitting. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need you to pack your bag because we're going to have a baby today. And so he's like, okay. And so he goes and starts packing his bag. Heidi being the um, nice prepared person that she is. Um, I would like to thank Jesus above for, uh, for doing this and preparing me ahead of time. I packed on the Friday before I had everything packed in my bag, literally everything. Like I even had like the grandma, granny, panty, like to pin diapers ready to go. Everything was stashed in there. Like I was ready for the hospital because, hey, look, like if I'm delivering in the next three weeks, like I want to be prepared, whatever. I did not pack Joe's bag because I didn't want to pack things that like were either A, useless, B, he thinks I overpack all the time, and C, I want him to choose his own clothes that he would be comfortable in. So he's packing his bag. Um, I had a fetal uh, heart Doppler from our friends, Bo and Maddie. <laughs> Shout out to them for letting me uh, borrow that and use that because at the time I was luckily able to get up, get dressed, um, see insignificant things that I remember. I put on my Rugrats fuzzy pants because I'm like, well, I don't care if this gets full of blood. It's really not that big of a deal. I can wash it, whatever. And I threw on a Seinfeld shirt because I love Seinfeld. Um, I love graphic t-shirts and I threw on my Seinfeld shirt because I'm like, okay, if this gets blood on it too, it's not the end of the world. It was like five bucks from Target, whatever. So I go to check out her heart rate and her heart rate's fine. It was like one forties or something, but my stomach was like solid as a rock. So I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I've clearly I'm contracting. I realize at this point that every five minutes that I was hurting and needing to flip back and forth. I was feeling contractions. 
And so uh, Joe packs his bag and we get in the car and we go to we go to take off and he originally is just driving the speed limit. I'm like, you can put on your caution lights and go because at this point, I mean, I couldn't even sit down because the contractions were so bad and I'm just, you know, bleeding out. So 1140. Remember, I got up out the bed. We get to the hospital. Uh, we pull up and we have to go through the ER to get up there. So I walk in while he's getting, he's bringing the bags from the car. I'm like, I'm 34 weeks today on the dot, May 11th. Um, I'm bleeding really bad and I'm contracting. I need you to roll me to labor and delivery. I'm in labor. So at the time, COVID restriction, the significant other, unless if you were a planned induction or C-section, you were not allowed to go up to labor and delivery until it was confirmed that the woman was in labor. So I knew that Joe would not be able to come up with me right away. And I knew that he would be very upset about that because, well, your wife is bleeding out and you don't know what's going on with your baby. Okay. Natural for anyone to freak out. So, um, I warned the security guard. I'm like, look, my husband is not going to be very happy that he's not able to come with me right now. Please just tell him to call me once he gets over here because it's it's kind of a walk from the car, especially with the bags that he had to bring um, to call me and I'm going to talk to him and everything will be fine. So they roll me on up to labor and delivery. I get on the floor, roll up, see the clock on the wall, 12 midnight, May 11th at midnight. Happy birthday to me. So in the matter of 20 minutes of this happening, we, we, I roll up to labor and delivery at Terrible in general. Okay. So we get there. <laughs> I say we, me and Sophie. And uh, Joe finally calls me on my phone and I'm like, look, it's going to be fine. They're going to confirm I'm in labor. Then you'll be able to come upstairs. And so this is what's so funny is there was a couple of people that we knew that actually had their babies too on May 11th and I actually waved at one of them walking in because they were planned inductions for that day because it's a Monday. And so um, I, we saw quite a few people we knew and <laughs> Joe knew. And so they saw him just sitting on the ramp of the ER. He refused to move. It was it was really quite funny. Um, so they checked me and they were like, well, how, how much dilated were you last week? And I'm like, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know. They didn't, she didn't check because, well, I was 33 and two at the time. Like they don't, that's not normal. And they're like, okay. So she checks me and she's like, um, you're dilated five centimeters and you have a bulging water bag. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. 10 is the maximum amount of centimeters that you can be. So I'm literally halfway there. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So I was happy my water hadn't, um, hadn't popped yet because it would have been probably much more painful for me without having medications on board. So I'm like, mm, okay, cool. Awesome. So I'm like, can you please like call my husband for my husband to come upstairs? And they're like, oh yeah, for sure. We're going to call. Like, it's totally fine. And so they called my doctor who was not on call, but God bless her. She worked for the same company that I was working for and we're friends. Um, so she was going to come deliver her if she was going to deliver before 7 a.m. whenever she would have come anyway. So uh, she's like, um, yeah, let her have an epidural and let's get this show on the road. So being 34 weeks, that is premature. And 
scary at the same time because I'm like, man, she's going to be in the NICU. Like she's not going to be able to stay in the room with us. And so like as a first time mom, former nurse that I totally and completely trust every person that works there that I knew that she and I would both be in good hands. But still, like it's sad because I knew we would not be able to be together and we'd be separated. But okay, whatever. So they pulled me to my room. I'm like moaning like a cow. Okay. We have video evidence. It's really sad. And so at the end of the video that Joe took of me, once he was upstairs before the epidural cart rolled in with the nice CRNA that did my epidural, um, I asked Joe and I was like, can you please say some Hail Marys for me? And so I guess just by even asking the Lord to provide and asking Joe to pray, they rolled in with the epidural cart at 1.23. So I got my epidural. And so, oh, I went back to my unicorn self. I was like so happy. This was like the greatest thing in the world. Um, I was contracting constantly. Like there was never a time that like I wasn't having a contraction. So like maybe I would have a 10 second reprieve and then the contraction was coming right back. Like it was just nonstop. And this was with no medications. So the CRNA was like, look, I'm not going to put your epidural in until you stop having contraction. I'm like, look, it's not going to happen. Just put it in. I'm going to be trying to be as relaxed as humanly possible. You just have to do it because I need this. I need to be medicated. Thank you. So epidural kicks in life is gravy I'm I feel so great I'm like oh my god I'm having a baby today on my birthday I was so excited (laughs) like even though she was premature but if you know me that's that's me I was pumped so we're sitting there now just waiting for things to happen and progress and Joe puts on the tv so on the tv is naked and afraid on discovery channel and so um, there I am laying down and I'm like, um, Joe, can, can you please change it and put on something, put on something for us that, um, doesn't describe how I feel right now. And so had a good laugh, changed the channel. Uh, he's like, okay, fine. You know, going through the different channels, he ends up on TBS and I'm facing, um, I'm not facing him. Like my back is to him. And on TBS was the show Life As We Know It and really cute show. And the minute he turns it on the channel, they start singing Happy Birthday, Sophie. And if <laughs> so, that was the name we had picked out if we were having a girl. Okay. So he hears them singing Happy Birthday, Sophie. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, this is Jesus trying to tell him that we're having a girl to, to mentally prepare him because everyone thought I was having a boy. Literally everyone. I'm pretty sure there was no one that thought I was having a girl. I knew she was a girl, mm, you know, because, well, I saw things on ultrasounds and I just knew. Um, but I didn't tell anybody because I, I, I liked having that little thing to myself, you know. So, um, so he changes the channel immediately. Like he hears them sing happy birthday, Sophie, like lets it sing the song and then changes the channel. And I'm like, oh my God, he doesn't want to have a girl. What? Like, oh God, like he wanted a boy so bad. Okay. So then he changes the channel to to something else and it's friends that's playing. And it's the episode where Rachel is going into labor to have a baby girl. (laughs) 
I'm like, look at God, look at God <laughs> trying to, you know, like some angel is trying to tell you, sweetheart, that you are having a baby girl right now. <laughs> so he just, he literally turns off the television. <laughs> like, I can't make this up. He turns off the television and he's like, I'm going to try to sleep. <laughs> I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> So I couldn't sleep because I was just too pumped up. I'm like, I was so excited. Like I was having my baby on my birthday. Like how cool it was going to be her birthday, you know, whatever. So time goes by. They um, check me. Uh, my doctor comes in a little bit before seven, checks me. I was um, seven centimeters, I want to say. She popped my water bag uh, I went to nine almost immediately, but I was staying at nine for a little while. So um, they were like, okay, keep moving her back and forth, try to get her to 10, you know, whatever. Cool. So as a former nursery nurse at Terrible in general, I know that the time to eat is 11 o'clock. It's 11 a.m. for day shift. And so my friends, I wanted them to enjoy their lunch. And so they texted me around like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. They were like, how are you going to have this baby before 11? <laughs> Because if you're not, can you wait till after 12? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to hold off till after 12. Like, I, I, I want you guys to eat because it was a Monday. And I used to be a frequent participant in A-Team Mondays because the A-Team had to be there because it was always so busy on Mondays. So there I was on a Monday. And uh, I literally, I waited I waited, I held off. I like, I just said, okay, little, little child, you cannot come out until after my friends eat their lunch because I know that I wouldn't want to be hangry either. So 1215 rolls around and I'm like, okay, it's time. Start pushing at 1215. Little Sophie girl was born at 1226 PM. I pushed for 11 minutes. It was really quite a breeze. She was five pounds, 14 and a half ounces, 19 inches long. And the cutest, the cutest little thing that Joe and I said, we have no idea who she looks like whenever <laughs> she came out. So um, the, the whole crew of my friends were there because, well, she was a 34 weeker preterm delivery. Um, the neonatologist that I used to work with, Dr. Nieves, he was there too. And so she was grunting a little bit. And so grunting means that she's in some type of distress. So like respiratory distress or her blood sugar was low. Those are the typical things. Well, sure enough, her blood sugar was low. Mm, no wonder because, uh, what did I eat for supper the night before? Cucumbers and vinegar. Okay. So all I talked about that I wanted for my birthday was cheese pizza from Pizza Hut with no sauce. And I wanted a cake, a chocolate cake with the whipped icing from the Piggly Wiggly. That's all I wanted. Do you know what the first thing was that I asked for after I delivered? Cheerios. Why? Why? Why did I want Cheerios? No, I should have wanted, should have wanted the pizza, but whatever. So Sophie goes to the NICU. Um in fantastic hands, obviously. Um, she got an IV. She only needed fluids. She didn't need anything drastic. She never got any antibiotics and she never needed required oxygen. Um, she did hang out on the, uh, phototherapy lights for jaundice. Um, yeah. So why did I go into preterm labor? Well, we discovered after she came out, um, there was a lot of blood that came out of me again, even more after that Joe, even Joe, like Joe's eyes got big and he was like, whoa. 
and and my doctor was like Heidi I think you were like your placenta was abrupting like you had like a placental abruption so we don't know the exact science behind it what causes that to happen so does the premature labor that went that I went fast like I progressed quickly the placenta like can't keep up so like is that what causes it to rupture um or abrupt or was I having a placental abruption that was happening that the placenta was like bye like it like burst basically is what happens and then that caught that threw me into labor we really don't know we have no idea everything was fine and normal I didn't have any kind of weird infection of any kind so we don't know so Sophie hang uh hung out over there in the NICU for six days she broke free the following Sunday uh from there and yeah that is our birth and hospital story so what lesson did Heidi learn out of this that she wants to share with everyone is things will not go as planned God has a plan for us and he and definitely made that known to me with um my pregnancy and delivery I was truly just, I was mentally prepared because I knew it was going to be happening at some point, but I realized like once we were sitting there, I was sitting there in that, in that hospital bed, I was ridiculously calm after the epidural because I wasn't in pain anymore. I knew that God would protect us and he would, he had us in the best hands and he would make sure that everything was okay. I, I just remember from the minute I saw the blood at 1140 that uh, I just started to pray. I'm like, God, please, 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 please let this baby be okay. Let this baby be okay. I've, I've done everything that I, I can to make sure that this pregnancy goes smoothly. Please, please make sure this baby is okay. And so definitely... Um, he, he made that happen. And Sophie did absolutely beautiful for a 34 weeker, in my opinion. Um, that's just me. (laughs) Um, so yeah, God always has a plan for us. We may not see what that plan is until after it's over and done with. And something he definitely taught me was that I can't be in control of everything and that ultimately he is in control. And so, yeah, that's my birth story. That's Sophie's coming into this world story. Happy to get that out. I have no idea how long this episode is right now since I've just been talking into my microphone for the past X amount of minutes. Um, Yeah. So funny thing, though, that I wanted to mention. So I mentioned the humor thing, the funny thing, and... um, that that's just something I use as a coping mechanism. So Seinfeld, I was wearing that Seinfeld shirt to go to the hospital, right? So what's so crazy is that Jerry Stiller, uh, that's Ben Stiller's father, actually passed away that morning of May 11th. And I thought to myself, like, how crazy that I was wearing that shirt that day. And so I know for sure with the, with the lights and the lives that he touched that, that man's in heaven for sure. No doubt. 
So I don't know. I just, I, I think about weird things like that. Like, oh man, like maybe this means that Sophie's going to be like a comedian or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to this long winded podcast about Sophie's coming into this world. Um, something that I plan to do in the future that I would really, 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 really like to do is also talk about my breastfeeding journey at some point. And I would like to bring on a friend of mine who I have not asked to do this with me yet. And I'm not going to throw her under the bus because she gets embarrassed pretty easily, I think. And, uh, yeah, I would want to bring her on too and talk about, uh, her journey with it and how she was an absolute rock star at, at doing it. And, I realized I, I've, I've felt like not a rock star doing it because of the short-lived journey that I had with it, but it's something that I want to talk about from two sides of it, from a mom that breastfed and a mom that um, exclusively pumped like me for two months and then switched to formula and yeah, just talk about the ins and outs of that. So thank you guys for listening to this today. I'm happy to get this out into the world because I just want to throw it out there that Everything happens for a reason. God has a plan for us and things will not always go as we planned or think they're going to go. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about all the medical weird gross things that occurred, hit me up. <laughs> DM me. Um, if you have pregnancy delivery questions, you can also ask me those things too. It's something that I love talk about love talking about and that's why um i'm in the position i am in now doing pediatrics as a nurse practitioner because i want to be that support for um, other moms out there Alrighty, y'all go be a rock star thank you so much for coming to the show if you're wanting an encore or want to get connected follow me on social media at heidi rocks it and if you vibed with the show, share it with a friend or on social media and tag me. I'd love to hear your feedback and get to hear what you're rocking in your life. But for now, go be a rock star. <laughs>